Welcome to Hey Siri, a podcast about psychology, relationships, and most importantly, pipe hot tea. Sit down, take a sip, and remember to subscribe as resident pop culture expert Sochi and struggling PhD student Siri take you through the what, why, and how of relationship research and what that means for your little non-scientifically researched relationships. All of this research is coming out all the time, but academic literature can be intimidating and difficult to connect to real life. So let us do it for you. First, Siri will tell us all about what research is taking the psychology world by storm. On today's episode, she will tell us all about cell phones within relationships. Are they good? Are they bad? Should you share them with your partner or not? After hearing the research and evidence for or against cell phone usage, Zochi will baselessly speculate on people we do not know, celebrities. Today, Zochi will be discussing how Justin recently revealed in an interview that he no longer uses a cell phone, and whether or not we think that'll help his relationship with Haley. So, let's start with a little background. A research article came out recently in Computers and Human Behavior, June 2021, called Partner Fubbing, Why Using Your Phone During Interactions with Your Partner Can Be Detrimental for Your Relationship. Now, a little disclosure before I go into the study. A big thing in psychological science is that we mostly avoid using causational language. So you'll often hear me saying that things are connected or associated rather than one thing causing another. But on to the crux of the issue. There is actually a scientific term for using a cell phone during an interaction with someone else. Fubbing. So when this occurs in a relationship, it's called partner fubbing. I think that's also a sex act. (laughs) Just so you know. It's phone plus snubbing. (laughs) So there's always a fubber and a fubby. And most people have been on both ends of this behavior. I think. Yeah. I have. But being partner-fubbed basically creates a situation in which both people are physically present, but only one person is mentally present, so you feel this like, oh, we're alone together. And previous studies have shown that people who are partner-fubbed are less happy in their relationships, but the question remains, why? What specific factors are associated with partner-fubbing that then are associated with relationship dissatisfaction? Because I feel like that can also be, like, good quality time together. Like, there are times when I'm just on my phone hanging out with my partner. Right, exactly. And I think the main thing here is that this is a time where you would be spending time interacting with each other, Mm. and instead one person's on their phone. Oh, it's not quality time. It's not quality time. It's just time. (laughs) (laughs) It's just time. Love that. (laughs) So when we look at factors that could explain a relationship between two variables, we actually call them mediators. So it may not be that simply using your phone during an interaction with a partner is related to relationship dissatisfaction, but instead using your phone is related to some other variable, and that variable is associated with relationship dissatisfaction. So getting partner fubbed may be associated with with feeling excluded which is then associated with feeling unsatisfied in your relationship. Oh, okay, so it's like if you're actively trying to talk to your partner, but they're texting their friend. Yes. Okay. And that's another thing. So there's other potential mediators that the you know, authors suggested. So it could be that you know, when your partner is using their phone, when you want to be talking to them, you could feel like your partner's not responsive to you. Right. Or you could previously been having conflict over the fact that your partner uses their phone so much. And they're still using it. And they're still, exactly. Um, There's also, you know, you could feel like a lack of perceived intimacy with your partner because you're not getting that special, like you said, quality time. Mm. And then also, just like you said, that jealousy. Like, oh, my partner wants to be talking with someone else and not me. Right. And can that also be sort of like connected to social media? Like they're looking at other people rather than looking at me right here in front of them in the flesh? Yeah. And a lot, honestly, I mean, uh, you know, we don't just use our phone to text with other people. When your partner is fubbing you, it's probably a lot of the time because they're on Twitter or they're on Snapchat, you know, and seriously, it sounds like it should be a good thing if your partner is fubbing you. That sounds like something like (laughs) something you need to be really emotionally connected to be able to do to each other. I don't know where research researchers try to create these terms where they're like, oh no, this is cool. This is like really interesting. And the, then they come up with terms like fubbing. They just need to look at Urban Dictionary real quick <laughs> <Yeah>. first. <laughs> so fast. Oh my God, what if it's on Urban Dictionary? Okay, I'm going on Urban Dictionary right now. Okay. Urban Dictionary fubbing. Yeah. And I want to see if it's on there. <gasps> it is! 
Yeah, is it actually the phone yeah. thing? Yeah, it's the phone thing. <gasps> Never mind, I was wrong. It's the phone thing. I was thing. thinking of something else. I don't know it what. It was added in 2012, so the researchers took this from Urban Dictionary. They stole it. Yeah. Did they credit Urban Dictionary? Did they cite nope. their sources? No, they didn't <gasps> mention Urban Dictionary So could this part, did this research actually, like, not be valid? Because they didn't cite their source of Urban Dictionary? I don't Dictionary. think so. I think actually previous researchers used the term fubbing. But I don't think anyone ever said it was from Urban Dictionary. Who put that? Who was the name of who put that entry? On Urban Dictionary? Stop Fubbing. They should have cited Stop Fubbing. There's the <laughs> date right there. Stop Fubbing, July 2nd, 2012. These, I don't know, man. These researchers do not sound fully <laughs> legit. They're not citing all of their sources. Oh, before it's, oh, okay. So no, that's 2016. In 2016, Tom Healy um, was very concerned about fubbing on Urban Dictionary. <gasps> so there's more than one person. A display of utter cuss. In the modern age I'll of moronic device-driven <laughs> drones that lack everything unless they're able to get 4G. Well, it's 5G now, it's Tom. Fi- oh, this is Tom Healy. Suck it. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. It sounds like Tom has been the fubby <laughs> in the past. That you got fubbed so yeah, hard. Yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> okay. So, back to the study that didn't credit fubbing from Urban Dictionary. The authors, Shout out to Stop Fubbing. <laughs> the authors recruited 507 participants who were over the age of 18, and they used social media, online forums, and flyers posted on campus and door-to-door. Um, the final sample was 78.3% women with an average age of 31.9, and these people had been in a romantic relationship for an average of nine years. So the large number of women, you know, the the 78.3% women, that's actually very typical for psychological science. In general, it appears that women do tend to volunteer more for research as compared to men. That's interesting. Yeah, and I've never seen a reason why. Do you think that men did not, for the most part, read the flyer? (laughs) I, I mean... Can men read? I mean, women tend to be very, they have like very, a lot of openness to experience. So maybe, I I mean, and I'm just saying that is like, that's not research back, but I feel that may be a personality characteristic that. I feel like men never stop talking about themselves. Well, you know, if you think about it right, with typical gender roles, you expect women to be more agreeable, and it may be that there's that social pressure of like, Oh, they you feel peer pressured. Yeah, peer pressured. I don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> I'll do the survey, research. sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's hard. I mean, it's harder for women to say no. We've been socialized to say yes, and so when someone puts a flyer on your door, that's interesting. Like, okay. I don't think men read the flyer. <laughs> I think I didn't. They didn't see it. And then, as per usual, only four point nine percent of participants were in a same-sex relationship. Damn. So not a lot of gays. No. Well, because these relationships are rarer than heterosexual relationships, you do tend to get less of them unless you're specifically recruiting people who are in same-sex relationships. Yeah. Then it's like ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a remarkable difference. It 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 is. Yeah, it is. And I mean, honestly, you very rarely when you're looking at just general research relations but it's not same sex i don't think you ever see more than maybe five to ten percent same sex couples when you do specifically same sex research does their do their numbers differ greatly from hetero couples if you do them on the same so if you're doing a study of cell phone usage in couples Mm -hmm. and you did say two of them one for hetero couples and one for gay couples Oh, so they do. Do you ever see a different? Do you ever see variance in the numbers? Very rarely. So I mean, when you look at it in general, same-sex couples don't differ remarkably from heterosexual couples. Okay, Um, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, just people dating. You tend to see more egalitarianism in same-sex couples. Oh, that makes sense. And better conflict management. Yeah, Um, you're raised with the same social norms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're both (laughs) overperforming. They're just, I think because, like, women are taught to be better communicators, so in lesbian couples, they're very good communicators. Do you think lesbian couples are better? (laughs) I think they're better. Well, they have more satisfying sex lives. Um, Is that a fact? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It actually is. Yeah, Um, and, you know, one difference is actually, um, and this came out in a study recently, gay, gay couples, gay male couples, actually tend to be more tolerant of infidelity. As compared to lesbian of cheating. and heterosexual. Not yes. even, like, non-exclusivity, just straight just up cheating, cheating on your partner. Yes. 
What? They're more tolerant of it. <gasps> Boys, no. <laughs> Gay kings. Don't settle. You need to raise your standards. If he <laughs> cheats on you, you better walk your fine ass out the door. I know. I well. Lizzo yeah. wouldn't stand for that, baby girl. <laughs> okay. So, the participants in this fubbing study were asked to complete a one-time questionnaire. They looked at, they had a partner fubbing scale, which assessed the extent to which their partner engaged in fubbing behaviors. So, a sample item from that, so a sample question would be, my partner glances at his or her cell phone while talking to me. So, it would be like, never to constantly. Is there, I feel like there are variants on that, though. Like, what if they're expecting an important call? But then, then they should share that, right? They should say, like, hey, I'm doing this. Oh, that's true. But would that affect this scale specifically, or would they still include instances like that? I think they would probably exclude not. Those. I think they would exclude those probably in the directions they said, like, you know, in general. Okay. Right? Right. Um, they had the quality of marriage index, which assessed relationship satisfaction. They had a questionnaire that assessed their feelings of exclusion in their relationship. Um, they included a revised version of the Miller Intimacy Scale, which looks at perceived intimacy. So that would be things like, I often feel closeness between my partner and me. Um, they had a partner responsiveness scale that assesses the extent to which the participant feels like their partner understands and cares for them. Um, they included a scale assessing the amount of conflict that occurs in the relationship about partner phone use. So do you feel like your partner uses their phone too much? Is this something that you talk about? Um, and then a new scale that they developed to measure the amount of shared phone use that occurs in the relationship. So um, a sample item from that is when we're talking and my partner picks up his or her cell phone, he or she lets me watch. Okay. So that was wholly separate from cell phone use. Yes. That's good because I love doing that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's, that's one of their things is, you know, if, if, you know, you're sharing this, if you're making it a shared activity. Right. Does that affect your feelings? Absolutely. Yeah. I would think it would. Yeah, the exactly. Board. Because it's, it's again, it's like that quality time where you're sharing something. Yeah, I've got TikToks to show. Exactly. Yes. And so many TikToks. Exactly. That's, it, I mean, showing your partner the TikToks and being like, haha, this is so funny is different than like quietly watching yeah. on your own phone. I get silence. upset when they don't see my TikToks. <laughs> then I'm like, what the fuck? You don't love me? Yes. See, this is something the researchers are picking up on. They're in relationships. They're on they TikTok. Know. They know. They're probably not on TikTok. They probably aren't. They're what? Researchers? Their research assistants are on TikTok. <laughs> we, should, we should add their URLs Maybe at not the end the professors. of this. <laughs> so, what did they find? First, they replicated previous findings that partner fubbing is associated with relationship dissatisfaction. It's bad. It's bad. So, th that's the thing. is That's a direct relationship. You're saying, okay, partner fubbing is a no-no. Makes people unhappy. But... What is it about partner fubbing that makes you dissatisfied? That is interesting because I don't think I would be any less offended if my partner just picked up a magazine and started reading, right. you know, while I'm talking. Right. And I mean, that's what our phones are now. They're magazines and they're books and they're, you know, they're all these things. They're newspapers. Right. So I think it's just that, you know, people don't usually read paper magazines or newspapers <laughs> anymore. It's just more obvious to like flick out a paper and start yes. reading. Yeah. All right. I get that. So what they found, because, you know, they talked about are, the, are there these mediating variables, right, like feelings of exclusion. So what they found is that partner fubbing was associated with feelings of exclusion, lack of partner responsiveness, and lack of perceived relationship intimacy. And each of those things were in turn associated with relationship dissatisfaction. Right. In addition, right, so partner fubbing was associated with conflict over partner's excessive phone use, and that also was in turn associated with relationship dissatisfaction. So they are saying in that case that their partner uses their phone too much in general, right. not even just in time with them. And this is like the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay. Yes. And how do they know that their partner is using, they just see it? Yeah, I mean, from what I'm reading in this article, it's not subtle. It's not like you're trying right. to hide your phone use. It's like you're sitting on the couch and your partner's trying to tell you about your, their day. Right. And you've got your phone out and you're scrolling. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it's crazy. hard to hide. That would like, feel you're bad. obviously not listening. Yeah. That would feel really bad. It does. <laughs> you feel excluded. Yeah. You feel like your partner's not responding to you. And, and it you don't lowers the connection. satisfaction of the relationship. It does. It, you're not as happy in a relationship. Now, there was a caveat, okay? So we talked about shared phone use. Mm -hmm. When participants experienced partner fubbing, but the partner shared their phone use, 
The participants had higher relationship satisfaction than when the partner didn't engage in shared phone use. Oh, so they could still fub a little bit as long as they included... It's not that they can fub a little bit, it's that fubbing is less harmful. If they share. include. Yeah, okay. they include the other partner. That makes sense because that takes out the, the feelings of rejection that yes. come with fubbing. So when there was high shared phone use, right. participants who were fubbed felt less exclusion, mm -hmm. more partner responsiveness, and higher perceived relationship intimacy than when there was less shared phone use. Lovely. But again... Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And they, you know, they conducted a second study. They replicated these findings. They got the same results, basically. And the second study also found that there's no relationship between self-fubbing and partner-fubbing. So you're not more likely to be partner-fubbed if you fub your partner. So if you're using your cell phone more, it doesn't necessarily mean that your partner is going to start mm -hmm. using their cell phone more. They're exactly. just going to be feeling more Excluded. sad that and you are sad. using your cell phone while <laughs> at dinner with them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it. So, I mean, so the thing is, it you know... It does appear that simply using your phone during an interaction with your partner is not automatically linked to relationship satisfaction. It's that, you know, partner fubbing is associated with feeling excluded, feeling like your partner's not being responsive, feeling like you don't have that intimacy. And then those things are linked to relationship dissatisfaction. And, you know, as, as we just mentioned, um, you know, when you share your phone use, your partner feels less excluded less you know more responded to and so they have less relationship dissatisfaction but they're still not as happy as if you're not fubbing them right <laughs> if you're just actually looking into their eyeballs yeah and telling them how pretty they are exactly they feel much, much better yeah and exactly. if you texted that same information if to you're, them yeah if you're like i mean and that's the thing too is there's a difference between sharing this you know that you're on tiktok right now versus like hey, I'm going to airplay it to the TV like I know we've done yeah. and actually share this experience of, like, watching a movie together. That's we different do. than being on one person's yeah. phone. We do watch TikToks like movies together. We do, yes. It actually takes as long as a movie sometimes. I have so... It, there's <laughs> content on that app. Yeah, and that, I mean, at that point, you're just, like, watching... It's like watching TV with your partner. Yeah. You're just... You're commentating. You're interacting. You're exactly. It's a conversation starter. Like, what if you run out of stuff to talk about? It's like, oh, I'll talk about this TikTok. Right, but, I mean, that's the main thing, right, is this is this is you using a phone during a time when you would otherwise have conversation. This is not like you've set aside a time, right, like we do to right. watch TikToks together. So, you know, if, if you're partner fubbing, that's different than, and sharing your phone use, that's different than saying we're going to engage in any activity together. Right. And I think that's the main thing, right, it's in place of when you should be interacting and talking. Right. Not, oh, we're going to share this activity. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's always going to be bad. It's just less bad if you share it. But again, like, you can avoid fubbing altogether by just saying, hey, do you want to watch TikToks with me right now? I have some really fun ones that I think you would like. Right. Oh, so it's an e at least it's easily avoidable. Just yeah. don't ignore your partner. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. That's good to know. Yeah. Did you know that actually relationships do better if you um if you pay attention to your partner? So good and, and relationship advice. Thank you. It's research backed. <laughs> so it's interesting that you talk about, you know, there's research coming up about cell phone usage because Justin Bieber super recently in March of this year, in fact, 2021, announced that he so just before the study came out. Just he was the head of science. Whoa. Just, they also did not cite Justin Bieber <laughs> as a source. I am debunking mm. these studies one by one. Yeah. It's so be rough. he announced that he no longer uses a cell phone. Mm hmm And that it helps him. Does he use a landline? He uses a, an iPad to communicate with his team. Oh, my team. God. So we're not going back to landlines. We're actually going, we're going forward to iPads. I don't know if you can buy a landline. You can. How? Do you? How do you hook it up Best to your buy. wall with nails? I do, I, I you don't have know. I've never line? actually had a landline, yeah, you have to plug so it into I your cannot wall. answer that. I have no idea how landline works. I, I doubt Justin Bieber does either. Does it have? Does it plug in? Is it a plug? Like a no, it's an iPad. Like a charger plug? No, but like a, a oh a phone cord a for phone a landline for a landline. No, you know what a phone cord? It's that clippy end. That clips into oh the my weird God. parts of we the wall. We don't even have those outlets in the wall. Anymore. No, exactly. How would he buy a landline? I have no okay. idea how you would do that. Okay, Justin. Fine. Use your use your iPad. I do understand. <laughs> He's also not going to be talking on the phone with these people from his iPad. He's emailing. You can't email from a landline. 
<laughs> I don't know what your plan is for Justin, but it is crazy. So, but before I got into their relationship, because Haley and Justin Bieber are a very interesting couple. So they're married. They are married. Um, and even that was kind of complicated and a little strange. So, so is my marriage. Complicated and a little strange. Yeah, and you don't know... <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. You don't know anything about Justin Bieber, except that he sings. I don't know anything. Yes. I, I don't think I've listened to any of his music. I don't know anything about him. He has tattoos, right? He, has he does tattoos. have tattoos. Have you ever seen Haley Bieber ever? No. Right. So you have like, and she, was she originally, she was Haley Baldwin. Haley right? Baldwin, yes. I don't think Part I've of the Baldwin seen family. Though. She's blonde. She's gorgeous. She's lovely. Um, we love Haley. We are okay. Team Haley. Just uh, so team you know. Haley. I'm, I'm in. Before we even start, I want to yes. get in on this. And you don't even know, like, you know Selena Gomez as a singer. Yes. Did you know that she and Justin Bieber dated? No, Not I even don't a think little. I ever knew that. Okay, so then I was right. I'm going to take you through... I don't know, I don't know, like, Selena as a person. I only know her as a singer. Oh, I don't know her as a person. Either. No, 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 but, like, <laughs> about her as a person, I know that she's a singer. I and that she's nice. It's yes. like, it's like, I know President Obama was a president, but I don't know anything about him personally. President who? <laughs> wow. So, I, then, good thing I did this, because I assumed that, and so I... Okay very quickly put together a timeline, brief timeline, of Justin's entire dating history. Okay. Um, full disclosure, he became famous around 14 or 15, so I didn't want to gossip about children and their dating lives, because it's distasteful. So, although this timeline does leave out probably, like, a bit, um, it happened before Justin and A.L. were 18, and so they were not included. Did you say A.L.? A.L. Can I just say it's et al.? Can I just help you? No, there? no, it's yeah, French. Yeah, so it's at all, but it's French. Like when you're saying, like, if I were to publish a study, it'd be Wilder at all. <laughs> oh my God, did I just shatter your world a little? But it's I'm so sorry. But, Fre- but French for and okay, is a. It can be a whole. What are you talking? Okay, just, next time you present at a conference, I'm, I don't want you to get booed off the stage. I'm calling France, <laughs> and they're gonna back me up. Oh, I need rough. to think about this later. We have a <laughs> podcast to do, and I need to settle on that. Okay, but I want to hear your timeline, I do. So in November of 2012, yes, 2012. So that was when he was A good old 18, nine years ago. Yes, he was 18, freshly. Okay. So was Selena. Um, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Bieber <laughs> and Selena Gomez have just broken up, allegedly due to issues surrounding trust and loyalty. That'll come back in. I <laughs> don't worry. Okay. They had been dating for two years, which when you're under 18 is a really long time. It is. It's an eternity. 16 to 18, you go through a lot of changes. Yeah. And um, they're two young superstars, so their relationship is like a literal fairy tale. They have yeah. red carpet dates. They have private screenings of movies, fancy-ass dinners that are thousands of dollars, probably. Oh and God. she even had a diamond promise ring with a J on it. My my wedding ring, I don't think, has a diamond on it. Probably not. I do. That's... Does it have a J? It doesn't have At a J. At least for Justin Bieber? <laughs> not even that? <laughs> Ugh. Throw it away. I need a new one. Yeah, get rid of it. <laughs> so, right before the breakup... Justin had performed at a Victoria's Secret show, and while he was there, he met model Barbara Palvin. That night, the two stars are seen together at a Broadway musical, The Lion King, by the way. Very good. Palvin says, yeah, (laughs) and apparently they didn't go, quote unquote, together. Oh, no, of course not. Palvin says they were just friendly with each other, and Justin was actually also accused of hooking up with another model that same night, that same show. Miranda at the Broadway show? No, at, uh, oh, at the Victoria's, Victoria's Secret, Secret show, show. Miranda Kerr, the model Miranda Kerr. Mm-hmm. But she denied the rumors as well as Barbara Palvin. They both said, no, they're just pals. Okay. But remember Miranda Kerr, because she's going to come back in later as well. Okay. So at this point, influenced or not by all these rumors of infidelity and his hookups, right. um, Selena and Justin are officially broken up. Okay. Super so sad. 2012. 2012. End of 2012. January of 2014, fast forward two years, Justin is arrested for driving under the influence. Um, He says it was a really, really dark time of his life. No judgments, Justin. It seems like he's in a very different place than he was back then. But in the car with him is Chantel Jeffries, who he was allegedly casually dating at the time, even though in interviews she wouldn't confirm or deny that. Four months later, in May of 2014, 
Justin attends the Cannes Film Festival and meets the newly divorced Victoria's Secret model, Adriana Lima. Lima? Lima? Lima. I should have looked that up. L- not li- Lima like Lima Bean? <laughs> I think it's probably Lima. Lima. <laughs> it was rumored that they hooked up, but the evidence for this seemed fairly thin, and Lima later made a joke, Lima, my bad girl, <laughs> later made a joke that Justin is too short for her preferences oh, anyway. You know what she actually said? I found the interview. She said, and I quote, you know what I call guys under 6'7"? friends no but i was like six seven six seven she's a model so she's probably tall but six seven that's pretty tall does she i mean she dates basketball players i guess six seven okay like you can have preferences but (laughs) six seven seven is so specific her tinder must be like two guys (laughs) no she's on raya though she's on that fancy shit oh my god later that year 2014 Recently divorced ex-husband of model Miranda Kerr, remember her, from two years ago? She wasn't dating him at the Victoria's Secret. Orlando Bloom gets into a fist fight with Justin Bieber at a party. He's her Mm ex-husband. The fight allegedly began because of the rumors surrounding Justin and Miranda's fling, which would have taken place during Orlando and Kerr's marriage. Oh, awkward. In 2012, when they met. So she had good reason to deny... That they hooked up. Yes, she did. Very, very much so. Whereas Barbara Palvin, who didn't have as much reason to deny these rumors, was sort of like, funny, casual about it, we're friendly, you know? In October of 2015, next year, rumors start circulating that Justin and Kourtney Kardashian are seeing each other. I feel like there's an age gap there. Oh, just wait for it. Kourtney had just ended a nine-year relationship with Scott Disick, and according to her family, her younger sister Kylie Jenner was a big fan of Justin, and he was friends with most of the family. Courtney mm-hmm. was brokenhearted and flattered by the attention of a young man. Ooh. At the time, Justin is 21, 22, and Courtney is 36 or 37. Okay. There is a big mm-hmm. age gap. Yep. This situation is pretty, pretty hazy. They probably kept it pretty hazy because of that age gap, is my assumption, because that yeah. is kind of creepy. Sorry, Courtney. Um, but supposedly they may have fucked up either once or a few times, but either way, it was never, quote-unquote, serious. Oh, okay. Courtney maintained that she was determined to make her relationship with Scott work. Spoiler uh-huh. alert, it did not. <laughs> okay. And I was actually uh, correct in assuming you had no idea who Courtney was or that she was a Kardashian sister or no. who Scott Disick was. That was funny for me. <laughs> You looked at that I photo like, and you said, I don't know who that I woman is. I love the Kardashians, like, abstractly. They're fantastic. Like, I've never seen their show and I don't know anything about oh, them. Oh, me neither. They, you don't but have I'm to. But I'm like, oh, yeah. They're great. They're great. I love them. <laughs> Good for them. Hashtag girl boss. Yep. Get that bag, yep. Court. Except don't get that Justin, though. He yep. was really young, girl. Oh, my God. That's such a big age gap. So then, in early 2016, so next year, after, you know, about six months or more after from Courtney. Courtney Justin thing. We start seeing serious rumors about Justin and Haley dating. Haley, his current wife. Mm-hmm. The two apparently first met in 2009 at a meet and greet. Um, and it was so awkward and weird that there were never even rumors. Oh, my God. They, like, had and then so I, little spark exactly. that no one was even, like... And then they actually <laughs> met again at a 2011 premiere. Um, <laughs> and there was... I saw a photo of both of them oh together God. from that event. And once again, it was so awkward. There was so little chemistry. They were... He was also oh dating God. Selena at that time. Okay. So, zero rumors whatsoever. Right. Fast forward, like, five years. 2016, we start seeing actual serious, like, hey, I think they're being really, really flirty with each other. Mm-hmm. They got over the awkwardness. Yes. <laughs> and there were a few suggestions about them dating over those five years, but in December of 2015, during the Courtney rumors, by the way, Justin posted a photo of them hanging out with the caption, quote, people are crazy, I'm super single, and this is my good friend, you would know otherwise. Okay, why does that just seem so sus? Also, I'm like, literally, what is that? The photo was them in the back of a car, and she was, like, leaning over his lap to take a selfie with him. And I was like, if you didn't want people to think you were dating, don't post a cute little cozy car selfie together. Yeah. Post yourself in a group hang. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or, like, uh, I don't know, anything other than that? I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> just because, like, you know, 
there is a man and a woman that they're dating, but I'm like, no. look at that photo. Yeah. <laughs> Over the year, they got closer, and then literally a year later in December of 2016, they're posting sexy Instagram photos together, making out for New Year's, and in a G- in February, in February of 2016. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. February of 2017. Of, no, 2016. Wait, so in This December, was before in- the New Year's kiss. Oh, okay. Even before that, in a GQ, GQ interview, Justin wondered sort of like open-endedly about whether or not Haley was going to be the woman he married. So even before they became public and were like, hey, we're together, look how sexy we are. Yes. Even before that, he was like, hey, I think, I think this is going to work out. I think I'm going to marry, what if I married her? How crazy would that be? And not only that, in that same interview, he was sort of saying things like, I would be freaked out because we would have started so young, you know? Like, I've known her for so long, and if you try to just go into that, I think it's always going to turn bad or something okay. like that. Like, he doesn't want to, like, Justin overexpose to talk to it. me. I met my husband at 16, so. you, And he was your only ever relationship, yes. <laughs> but, oh, Justin. <laughs> but he's clearly very insecure. I think he's very insecure as a person, which oh, I think yeah. is also common in people who get famous really young. And remember, yeah. he doesn't come from a famous family. He got famous on YouTube. Well, also just, I mean, I think, I think being in that position, knowing famous people, hooking up with someone so much older than you, like, you and know, the models, the Victoria's Secret models, shows, that all can really contribute to yeah. insecurity. And actually, there's a funny quote from him about the Courtney situation where he sort of jokes that he's being used because he's a younger oh, hot guy. Yeah. And so I think even he is aware that he's been taking advantage of by this industry this whole time. Yeah. So, I understand that he has some trauma from that. Right. Obviously, with the DUI and the fist fighting, yeah. like, he has some issues. That's fine. Honestly, if Orlando Bloom tried to fist fight me, I don't think I'd ever be the same. I'd let him. <laughs> I'd let him. Oh, well, In yeah, fact, Orlando, if you're out there and you need someone to fist fight for some reason, <laughs> hit me up. It, like, actually. Isn't he married to Katy Perry now? They seem happy. I don't, I don't know. I hope so. I ship it. They're cute. Oh, wait. Didn't she have a baby recently? I hope it's Orlando Bloom's oh baby. God. So while that's going on, while he's wondering to GQ, sort of like wondering if he's going to marry Haley and make mm-hmm. her Haley Bieber, hardcore rumors start surfacing about Justin and Selena and drama about their past relationship. Okay. So, like, what do you mean drama about their past relationship? Like cheating or what? Just, you know, they broke up because of rumors uh-huh. About Justin, supposedly. I don't want to, like, make any judgments, but right. there was a lot of trust issues going on. Okay. And so Selena was very badly affected by that. Right. And she's actually spoken out a lot since then about, you know, some damage that she got from her relationship with Justin. Yeah. And I think she... I mean, they were so young, right? They were, like, Exactly. 16, and 17. also, I feel like when a famous couple breaks up, it's inevitable that the chick is going to get most of the hate. Well, it happens all like, the time. People were talking about this, talking about two children, two yes. teenagers breaking up. Exactly. Right? So that in itself is like... And Selena, also, we have to remember, was going through a lot of health issues. Um, uh, she had, yeah, and then also... she had like, a kidney problem? I'm not quite sure. I think she... Some internal... I think she actually got a kidney transplant. Oh, But I may be oh, mixing her up big. with someone else. That's, that's really But big. she went through some serious health issues, and she also, of course, gained weight, which yeah. as a female star that was never yeah. gonna go well for her people were cruel they were yeah. horrible especially I mean, since she magazines was a, are yeah. cool like literally like yeah and especially because she was a child star she it's was a just disney not, it's star not just your friends being like hey girl it's like yeah. you know like you know e yeah saying she let herself go like, yeah. saying that her career is over saying oh that so many things she's a slob she's lazy all these things it was horrible and of course she's a disney kid. So all those disney kids had eating disorders i'm sorry yeah. like all of them the boys the girls every single one had yeah. issues with their bodies so that drama starts resurfacing mm-hmm. Haley makes a she deleted this mm-hmm. but she made a post on her instagram about honesty and blame but doesn't allude to jelena specifically Oh in my, my opinion, but it was a Bay little posting. bit. She was kind of subtweeting Selena, <laughs> kind of. But she also got claimed by the writer she was quoting, Melissa Malomo. <gasps> so that also may have been why she took it down. Because the oh. writer said, you didn't credit me. You didn't oh my include my name. You just included a cold quote from me. 
and that's it. And you are a famous person, girl. Yep. So there are two reasons why she may have taken that down. Backlash yeah. from Jelena fans and, and Selena fans, and then also she literally got claimed. Oh, I would never post again if something No, if you got ceased and desisted by yeah. Melissa Malomo. Like, okay, I'm going to go like live in a cave. That's so fine. the quote was, this is the caption. We've all had our fair share of things we've done, both good and bad. What makes the present so powerful is when we complete, take complete responsibility for our actions, we allow ourselves self-growth. Misplacing the blame onto someone else isn't going to get you to the next stage in life, so just try not to manipulate a situation to make yourself look better. Oh my god. After this That's post... That's so much. Yeah, isn't that... It is kind of subtweety. Yeah. <laughs> So, Justin apparently unfollowed Haley on Instagram after this post and all this drama, but then he deleted his entire account. So, it's kind of hard to pin down if he actually did that. Can you imagine unfollowing your significant other? Not significant. They're not dating. Remember, they're denying that they're dating. And not only are they denying that they're dating, rumors are circulating about Justin and Selena again. Okay. Okay. So, like, let's distance us. Exactly. (laughs) So, Haley and Justin had not said that they're together by this point. Yeah. In June of 2016... Wait, so he's speculating that they're going to get married and they're, like, not even together? Weird. To do to your GBF, you know? Yeah. Which, in this case, means girl best friend, not gay best friend. (laughs) But that's weird. I don't say that kind of stuff about my best friends. I'm not like, maybe we'll get married one day. Who knows? Wouldn't that be wild? Wink, wink. And you don't make out with your... Even your best friend. Well, it was a New Year's kiss. New Year's. But that's I've been with my s- best friend on New Year's, and we didn't, I mean, well. But you've also been with your husband on New Year's and haven't kissed. So. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing anymore, but whatever. Yeah. This was 2015, so. It was a weird time. In June of 2016, jumping forward more, Justin and actress Nicola Peltz have a summer fling, but that's over and done really yeah. quick. Fast forward to August uh in August through September, he dated Sophia Ritchie, who spoke very highly of him, saying he was easy to talk to. High praise. Also really quick, in and out, one and done. In September, he apparently had a short relationship with Paola Paulin, but they both said that it just wasn't meant to be and ended amicably. Okay. So a couple a couple flings. This next part is a little bit hazy, just timeline-wise. But in November 2017... Justin and Selena are back together. Mm-hmm. There are paparazzi photos, social media posts, and interviews just showing that they are back in a relationship okay. with each other. It's solid. Justin's mom said she was happy for him and, quote, I support him no matter what. If he loves her, I love her. Why that doesn't that sound, sound super... passive-aggressive? That sounds super <gasps> weird to me. That does not That's sound very not supportive. Great. It does no. not sound like she was super over the moon about it. It sounds like... Her social media person wrote that for her. Selena's <laughs> mom was even worse. She would not... She just didn't like him. She was not enthusiastic. Oh my she God. does not like Justin Bieber. She was not happy about them getting back together. They split for the second time, and supposedly the last time, mm-hmm. around March of 2018. And there are a lot of rumors that Selena's family not liking Justin played a big part in the breakup. Ooh. Weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like Justin's mom was like super pleased no. about it either. So no one was really happy about this. Mm-hmm. March twentieth of that same year. Remember, they broke up in March. Right. Justin has a model on his arm. Oh damn. Baskin champion. He moved on fast. And these two hook up for a couple of months. Okay. Then in June, that same oh year, God. he's busy. Justin and Haley are apparently officially dating. Finally, right? Okay. One month later, in July of 2018, Justin proposes to Haley while they're on a trip to the Bahamas, and she says yes. Maybe, like, that chat with GQ where he was, like, (laughs) absently musing. He was like, I think I get married. And then he's like, no, yeah, I really, no, I really do want to get married to her. (laughs) He just had to, like, sleep with five different people. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. To make sure. Yes. Two months after that, they get married at a courthouse, but apparently didn't wear wedding bands publicly until June of 2019. So another year. Mm-hmm. And then later... It was like a, it was like a tentative marriage. And then okay. two <laughs> months after that, they held a wedding ceremony in September. Okay. A year after their official marriage. Right. They now have a dog. Which is only like... They're, they're, they've only been together for like a year and one month. Yeah. <laughs> basically. You okay. know, finally ready for their ceremony. Right. They now have a dog. 
Okay. They also have a house. It's beautiful. Apparently, it was like $9 million, something yes. crazy, of course. That sounds right. And a year ago or something, they did an April Fool's Day pregnancy prank, which I don't know. Is anyone, should anyone that, do that? But that doesn't that seem like a couple in love? Sure. Doesn't that seem solid? Sure. Let's, Would you fake a let's pregnancy? Let's pretend we're pregnant. Would you fake a pregnancy with someone you weren't like, <laughs> you know, really solid, on solid terms with? That's fair. You That's know? fair. So here's Jaylee present day. Okay. They post pretty often about each other and maintain that they have a very healthy and happy relationship together. But, apparently, according to Justin, straight from Justin, they had a really bad first year of marriage. No Because way. of trust issues. That's not possible. How can a one-month relationship that ends in marriage Here's the not thing. be totally awesome? <laughs> Here's the thing. I This interview took place in 2020, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he means, by first year he means the first year in between their wedding ceremony and their marriage at the courthouse. Right. Or their wedding ceremony and this interview. Okay, if he's saying there's, like, a lack, there's, like, trust issues, there's a lack of trust, like, how can you have trust issues after a month? Yeah. But, yeah. So I wonder if he is referring to the first year of their actual marriage. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. And it's also weird because they had that... Were they actually dating back when they were saying that they weren't? Was that their first relationship right. with each other actually? Maybe it's that going trust back issues? to that. Yeah. Because yeah. I would have trust issues. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. If he was, like, maintaining a relationship with me in private but telling the world right. and his millions of fans that, nah, it's nothing big. And he's, yeah. like, having models on his arm and shit like that. That I could totally see. Getting back together with Selena. So I wonder if the first year of marriage was really tough because of the trust issues from that weird, weird, weird time. Yes. So he told GQ, GQ's back. Oh, my God, he loves talking to GQ. Okay, GQ needs to be, like, his therapist. (laughs) He goes in for therapy. Yeah, GQ needs to hire some As soon as something happens in Justin's life, he calls them. Yes. (laughs) So he told GQ the first year of marriage was really tough because there was a lot going back to the trauma stuff. There was just lack of trust. There was all these things that you don't want to admit to the person that you're with because it's scary. You don't want to scare them off by saying, I'm scared. So he attributes these issues. Yeah, he attributes these issues to trauma from childhood. He went on to say that he never had a stable life or a sense of consistency while growing up. Okay. So, so that, he's saying, yeah, that the trust issues that she's going to leave. The, the What he's saying, honestly, I mean, if you want to go to, like, attachment theory, right? So, um, you know, people can be securely attached to their primary figure they can be insecurely attached and this doesn't seem like a secure attachment and that's what you want to your partner you want a secure right. attachment i would love a secure attachment to anything well, like the ideal is yeah, is when you're distressed you can go to your partner and they can comfort you and what he's saying here is you know there's a lack of trust um you don't want to talk to them um you don't want to scare them off that's all things that are characteristic of insecure attachment and again like i want to say this right now I'm not a therapist, right? <laughs> like, um, I study this stuff, but I can't, die. like, you know, this is all just speculation, but it's characteristic of people with insecure attachment to not be able to trust their partners. It's characteristic of people with insecure attachment to avoid going to their partner for help because they don't believe that the partner can reassure them. And that's what I thought was so interesting is that Justin, who's had this crazy life since he was 14, and, you know, apparently his childhood before then even was not that great right. it was not the best and so if and she of course is a baldwin she probably mm-hmm. had a very very secure stable yes. growing up you know her yeah. life was probably very simple very easy very expected right. and so i find it interesting i would think as Haley, i would have trust issues with justin mm-hmm. he's this crazy wild party guy yes. who's a rock star literally yes. And he's got all these models. He's constantly playing at Victoria's Secret shows. But what we're seeing is... And GQ is his therapist, which is a great Yeah, GQ is his therapist. (laughs) But what we're actually seeing is Justin being like, I don't know if you're going to leave me because a lot of my life has been so inconsistent. So I don't want to put so much into you and this relationship because Mm -hmm. everything else, like so much of his dating history, as we saw, was just flings and casual encounters. Yeah. And his only serious relationship was with Selena Gomez, which was a very tainted relationship in my eyes. Right. And not really. Like, the thing is, a lot of times, like, it really does matter what your family thinks about your partner. Exactly. And not having that familial support can be really damaging. And he does not have a good reputation. And that's not yeah. necessarily his 
fault. Mm-hmm. But he is a party boy, you yeah. know? He does the drugs, he drinks, and drives. Yeah. <laughs> he gets Which in I mean, fist fights with Orlando Bloom. Is, <laughs> okay, well, that may be unique, but I think all this partying is pretty typical for a young celebrity who's a singer, like, in entertainment. Not Selena, because she, she shares his same situation, except that she was brought up through Disney and discovered through Disney, and mm-hmm. he was discovered from YouTube. Mm-hmm. So their behaviors were actually very different, considering right. they were both child stars in the public eye. That's I thought true. she handled child fame much better than he did. Which I feel like you can say is because she came up through a more regulated way with Disney, but I think we keep finding again and again that those shows were actually not good things very regulated. It. Yeah. And that the stars were very often abused right. by producers and directors and writers and everyone working. But at least you you're you know, you're encouraged to maintain that image yes and maybe justin was never even that's true she was media trained right she was pretty squeaky clean yeah exactly and of course she had that uh health issue so that probably kept her from drinking too much that's so true. one positive came you know out what, of that when you, i think it's your you know when when you have uh, kidney issues um it's probably best to just like eat healthy not get into not get dui <laughs> like that does uh be avoid some stuff. <laughs> so another interesting component of this, though, is that Justin and Haley are a little infamous for paparazzi videos that keep going viral. Um, oh my God, you're kidding! Because did, of I don't how know anything about this? Yeah, because of how Justin treats Haley in these videos, and it's so he's saying he's scared of scaring her away, and yes. then he treats her badly while paparazzi are filming. Well, of course, it's hard to pull any real tangible information from a small clip that's happening in a high stress situation mm-hmm. but and they're taken out of context uh-huh. but some of these are really really wild there are five really popular ones that i saw oh my god there's five and there, uh, there's way more than these five. these are just the popular these ones. these are just the really these popular ones five and i actually narrowed oh it god. down to five from seven because i didn't want to yeah there's so many that i was like i need to yeah oh my god so the first one is Justin abandoning Haley in Times Square. They got surrounded by paparazzi, and he ducks under a barrier and rides off across the street um, on an electric skateboard. Okay. And then the camera turns, and we see Haley oh ducking down God. behind a barrier after him and running after him, and she actually trips and falls into the street. Oh, no. And is helped up by, like, a stranger and runs after him. This is in Times Square, and they're oh. running into the street. That is, like, that... Even if they weren't dating at that time, which I'm not sure that they were because this was a couple years ago, that's supposedly his friend, his best friend. That is, like... And he just, like, not even a look behind him. That is so rude. That is so rude. So that's hard to take out of context. Yeah. That's just bad. (laughs) Another one is really bad. (laughs) Justin was exiting their car, and he shut the door on Haley. So he gets out of the car... You know, like, closes the door behind him. Right. He doesn't look behind him. Right. And he walks into the building that they are going Wait, to. And then she gets together. out of the car? Yeah. Oh, my and God. And he still doesn't even look behind him. And she gets, she's helped out of the car by, like, a security guy. And you then she walks after him. You don't have him. to help someone out of the car, but you can't shut the car door on their face no. when you're both getting out. Also, why didn't he look back to see if she was with him? Yeah. I always look back to gather my people before I walk into a location that we were going to together. No, but see, the only thing I can think of, the only explanation I can have is, like, maybe she got something in her contact and she needed to stay in the car to, like, fish it out with a tissue. But then, like, he should still, like, check on her and be like, okay, I'm going to go in first before mm-hmm. you close the car door. Like, a check-in. Absolutely ridiculous behavior, in my opinion. Yeah. So the next one is Justin smacking Haley in the face while gesturing towards something behind her. So this is supposedly an he accident. He smacks him in, her in the face. He, he, so he whisks his arm in a sweeping motion yeah. to gesture. Mm-hmm. And we can't hear them, of course. This is just a video taken from pretty far away. Mm-hmm. But he hits her in the face while he's gesturing. Okay. And that's funny and silly and an accident. Right. Except he doesn't have any visible reaction to right. it. And she literally, like, moves she was struck in the face. Oh, my God. And so maybe she just didn't make a big deal out of it, but I would certainly react if I accidentally whacked my partner. How could you not make a partner. big deal about it? you just be like, like, the least you could do is be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to smack you in the face. He had zero 
visible reaction. But you still have to apologize. It's and once it's again, about the impact, yes. not the intent. Exactly. And once again, <laughs> we can't hear what they're saying, but I feel like we would be able to tell if he turned to her and said, "Sorry, I hit you in the face, my dear loving wife." You know, there would be yeah, some sort of body language yes, indicating that. Or like, I mean, when you smack someone in the face, like you, you know hold their arm or you put your hand on their poor face you react yeah oh my goodness so the next one is a video from Haley's instagram story so they were playing that arcade game where you throw basketballs right i love that one and i'm so i'm really bad at it but i oh i'm horrible but apparently so is justin bieber okay Haley beat him like super badly (laughs) like three to 26 oh my god she's really good that would be and she was teasing him in this mm-hmm. Instagram story about how bad he sucks at basketball because clearly yeah, he that's sucks part bad. Of, that's part of like arcade games, it's like trash talking exactly. like the person you're playing with. It's half of the game. Yeah. And he is like he reacts like really angrily. And he like yells that he wasn't even trying. Oh my god. Oh like a five year old. That itself is embarrassing and I would never be able he's to do that. Ever he's literally behaving like a thirteen year old in the video. Yeah. And they I'll come back to that. <laughs> it was so it was embarrassing to watch, oh honestly. My God. And then another one was Justin yelling at Haley after leaving a concert with her. So I will say really quick, the couple addressed some of these videos, mm-hmm. mainly the arcade and the concert yelling. The concert yelling was debunked super quickly because another video of that exact moment. Mm-hmm came out but it was taken from a different angle okay and so we can see their faces better oh and they're it, not like angry they're faces. laughing okay. and smiling yeah. and so it's after a concert he's just hyped up he's telling her all about it he's mm-hmm. just got like big old body language so okay. that one was totally fine debunked they were laughing they were talking after a concert okay. cool coolio love you justin the arcade one mm-hmm. she said they were joking around he was faking angry to be like funny hmm. And I was like, but you have to, like, lean into the humor. You can't just straight up be angry yeah. at your wife. Yeah. At about an arcade game. Yeah. Like, that's not and that's I not feel a like thing. Either he's, like, a really, really good actor because he really seemed angry, or he's a really, really bad actor because it did not seem like a joke. Okay, which of those is more plausible, though? <laughs> like, honestly. It was really bad. Yeah. It was really bad. So, the... The concert one, I totally understand. He was hyped up and they're playing around, and they did address it. They said, they asked people not to believe everything we see online because narratives can be twisted really easily. Okay. And I think that was supposed Fair. to go for the rest of the clips as well. No. But not no. all of these are like... No, thank you. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's hard to take them out of context with the things that they did. Yeah. So in October of 2020, coming closer to the present here, cute mm-hmm. paparazzi photos circulate of Haley and Justin chilling together on their phones mm-hmm. with Haley um, every once in a while, you know, showing Justin stuff. So they're fubbing each other. They're fubbing each other, but they're also engaging in phone sharing behavior. Yes, exactly. So okay. fun. It's super yeah. adorbs. It seems really domestic and cute. And also, I don't, think, I, think, I don't think it's fubbing when you're both on your phones, meaning that no interaction is expected except phone sharing. I think right. that's more of what we're talking about. Like, there's an activity right. that you're doing. Right. Um... Haley also confirmed that her phone's wallpaper is a photo of Justin from high school. Oh, my God. Which is really cute. (laughs) And then I couldn't find exactly when this photo was taken or when this post went up, but Justin took a picture of Haley on her phone during one of their dates where she's using her cell phone. And the caption is telling her to get off of her phone. I'm looking at the photo, and she's, like, really on her cell phone. This is not, like, a quick check. Yeah. And she's also, (laughs) like, I noticed that she's not made up. She's wearing a T-shirt and a high pony. Yeah. So I don't know how much of a date date date. this was. This seems cute and teasy. Yeah. Then, in March of this year, 2021, Justin revealed that he no longer uses a cell phone. And his primary source of communication with his team and other people is via iPad. Okay. So I couldn't find anything on whether or not Haley still has a phone, but I didn't see anything saying she doesn't. So I think that means that she probably still does. Right. Um, Justin said the reason that he got rid of his phone was that so he could disconnect more easily. Mm-hmm. He said, I definitely learned how to have boundaries, and I just don't feel like I owe anybody anything. Mm-hmm. That has helped me to be able to just say no and just be firm in it and know that my heart wants to help people, but I can't do everything. I want to sometimes, but it's just not sustainable. Interesting. He also said that it helps him in his relationship with Haley. He said that after an unstable childhood, he's found a lot of security and rhythm in his marriage and that Haley's love language is just laying around watching a movie. 
Along with losing the cell phone, he also stops all work at 6 p.m. to spend quality time with his wife. So that, that sentence that he said about how Haley's love language is just laying around watching a movie and that that's why he's not, he doesn't use his phone anymore, that is really, I think, a very beneficial behavior, right? So he's intentionally not engaging in partner fubbing. Even when they're doing an activity like a movie where interaction isn't expected, he's still fully present there. Right. Which I think is very, I mean, that's going to increase the level of intimacy there. It's going to increase the level of maybe idle chatting. Yeah. Um, which is always helpful when you're connecting. So, yeah, I mean, good on him. That, that's a really good choice. So do we think that losing the cell phone is going to help him a lot in his relationship with Haley? Well, okay, so the thing is... Because it doesn't seem like he felt like he owed her a lot, not even right. holding the door for her. No, but th- see, the or thing waiting is, for I her. think this type of, of commitment is probably likely to be beneficial, but I think both partners need to be in on it. Mm-hmm. So he can stop being the fubby, but if she's not willing to give him that same amount of commitment, he's just going to end up being the fub, like being the fubber. Right. Or, I mean, I mean, no, he's going to be the fubby, she's going to be the fubber. Do you think that some of the issues that we're seeing, like him closing the door on her or leaving her behind, do we think maybe they were, like, f- having fights before those things happened? Maybe it was about her fubbing him? I and then he was just being be. angry? I mean, it could be, I mean, obviously some of this could be angry in reaction to something that she did, but I don't know, it seems like he's the aggressor in a lot of these videos, and right. I wonder if then this is kind of an extreme response to, I've been the aggressor in the past, I want to be fully present, I want to be fully connected, maybe she didn't have the same problem with fubbing that he did. Right. If he was consistently fubbing her, if he was, you know, showing this bad behavior, I can see why only he would have to put his cell phone away. That's true. And do we think that maybe there's been some, like, with their whole dotted history of him, Mm -hmm. like, dating other people, and for a really long time, they were a Mm non-exclusive kind of deal, apparently. Do you think that that maybe would affect her feelings about his cell phone usage, especially with how tuned in to social media Yes, and we were talking about how one of the reasons that people can feel fubbed is because they feel that jealousy. Right. Um... I can totally see how she would maybe feel jealous that he's on social media, that he's doing all this shit um, online while they're supposed to be connecting after previously there had been problems with their connection and problems with that that intimacy bond between them. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope this helps. They seem... I hope they work out. They seem really happy. It's, I feel like Haley would be... I feel like that combination of the unstable versus the stable coming up mm-hmm. might be actually really beneficial for the two of them. Well, especially because also it seems like he is trying to get to that stability. Yeah. He is really making an effort here. Yeah, and I think it's because she's been so consistently stable. Yeah. Like, she's... Even when he was sort of, like, not fubbing, but snubbing her straight up straight with up social snubbing. media. Yeah, yeah, and saying, like, not her, yeah. friends, not her just my my best friend you right. know he friend zoned her yeah um publicly and oh my then God, so publicly so publicly and was like dating <laughs> all these models she still was posting on instagram sort of subbing subtweeting selena his yeah. ex-girlfriend yeah that's loyalty yeah and i mean you know that's the thing is like we've all made mistakes in the past we've all been the fubber we've all been the fubby we've all experienced this but i think making that commitment to your relationship is really important and that's something um that consistently comes up in research is just just focusing on your relationship and seeing it as something that needs to be cared for Mm -hmm. that can really help yeah your relationship in a way is like your first baby with your partner (laughs) it's a little baby needs to be nourished yeah you need to spend time on it it's wholly dependent on you yep Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope they work out. Me too. I think this was a good venture into the world of how academia can sort of be reflected in modern media and gossip. Yes. And now we know, um, don't fub. Just don't don't do it. Don't fub. Just don't do it. Put your phone down, not face down, face up, but put it down. Yeah. Have you heard that? No. You're not supposed to put your phone face down on the table in front of your partner? Why? Because it means you're cheating. Oh my god. Cuz you don't want to you don't want your partner to see the messages that are coming up on your phone. So you put I it face down. That. Don't put your phone face your phone's face up right now. So it is. you know and a I can little see bit. People, but that's the problem is I can see people texting me and I get distracted. So. Well, yeah, but you can still 
you're okay. I don't put it face down because I don't want the screen to get scratched. <laughs> That's also fair. You have an iPhone. Yeah. But, yeah, so put your phones down, face right. down or up, I guess. Yeah. D- just don't cheat on your partner. Whether you have a valuable phone. Yeah. Step I think one. Step one, don't cheat on your partner. Step two. Then you can put your phone down whatever way you want, and it doesn't matter because your partner is very secure. Yes. <laughs> and you're probably not. Oh, see, that's another thing. I think that fubbing can be really bad is because when you are cheating mm-hmm. and you're engaging in infidelity, usually or a lot of the times you're communicating with the other person via your phone. Yeah. And I so mean, that could be another reason for fubbing. People used to have two phones. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? two phones now? No, because it was when flip phones. <laughs> flip phones are cheap as shit. Oh, my so God. they would have a phone for their regular. It's so suspicious, though, if your partner has a flip phone. I would be like, what is They're wrong They're a drug you? dealer. Yes. Yeah. Only drug dealers have flip phones. Drug dealers. Are you and kidding me? Criminals. Yeah. And my husband's um, father. Drug dealer. Drug. Yeah, well, that checks out. <laughs> All right. So in future episodes, we're going to be answering other common dating questions, like... Yeah. Um, What's a, what's an example we were thinking of? Long distance. Long distance. Does long distance work? We're gonna, I think you have some personal experience in long distance, which I'm excited I to hear about. I do, and we can talk about that. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was how sleep can affect your relationship. No one's sleeping well these days. We all need melatonin. <laughs> melatonin <laughs> does that doesn't affect? work on me. Well, tragic. Okay, then your relationship oh, might be. Oh, no. I'm I, maybe we should talk about it later. <laughs> And then um, we're going to be talking about Pete uh, Davidson and Ariana Grande and about penis size and whether or not it matters. And to whom does it matter, which is interesting. Yeah. Alrighty. Exciting. We will see you all then. Thank you for listening.